Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And thank you guys once again for joining the 90s podcast hosted by yours truly, Kevin Thompson, founder and CEO of 90s Capital Group. Thank you guys once again. As I always say, subscribe to the channel on the YouTube station. As I always say, go and get my book, MLB to CFP, live on Apple Books. And also, if you have any questions and comments or concerns about today's material, you can schedule an appointment and go to www.9inningscapitalgroup.com or an email at 9innings at 9icapgroup.com as well. As you always know, we are here to do three things, to educate, empower, and engage, and that's what we're here to do today. So if you want to listen to this, just the audio version, you can go to iTunes or SoundCloud and type in 9innings Capital Group there. Listen to the audio version. Today we're here to talk to you about some key points that you're consistently hearing about right now, which are bottlenecks in the industry, shipping, all these different things that aren't necessarily getting to the end consumer, inflation, and also we're gonna talk to you a little bit about employment and a little bit about the overall economy. So today's podcast is gonna be about where are we headed? What's next? And what do they mean about bottlenecks and shipping issues? So today on the 90s podcast, we're going to discuss all three of those concepts. Let's get it. So those of you that know me, I like to have an economics focus in my in my financial planning because it's very important to know exactly what's going to occur in the future and should we start kind of factoring in a higher inflation rate on average right now we're in fact we're factoring in about 2.25 percent but we're starting to really think about should we start factoring in maybe a three percent inflation rate because that will have a significant impact to our retirement so we are having those those conversations we are having those uh those significant conversations with our clients and our 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 financial professionals as well just to see if that's something that we may need to look into because we do know what has happened inflation has ticked up but why has inflation ticked up why has all of these bottlenecks occurred so let's really kind of get in here a little bit and start talking about this so we're going to use a little bit of information from our friends jp morgan a guide to the markets and thank you again for jason Doty for handing the, us this type of material but we're going to kind of go through this and, and and kind of really talk about what's really going on so let's just talk talk about this first what is ahead what can we expect moving forward right now we've seen a 10 15 year bull market and growth we've seen all those big growth stocks do very very well and why is that well the reason being is because inflation or sorry not inflation but interest rates have been very very low so when interest rates are very very low the quote-unquote discount rate is basically near zero so when the interest rates are really really low growth stocks and we know what growth stocks we're talking about those 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 big companies that that are all over a trillion dollars right now have been bid up it doesn't mean they're overly too expensive because yes they're still making money they're still uh producing revenues and people are still buying different phones and services and things like that it doesn't mean they can't grow any grow anymore but they will have a, a more difficult time in the future growing those revenues when interest rates move higher therefore when interest rates start to move up the 
price to earnings that you're paying or the earnings that you're paying, quote unquote, the PEs that you're currently paying will have to come down. And, and the only way these companies can offset that is by doing what? Growing their revenues even more. So it's not to say that they're not going to continue to grow, but there are some different parts of the market that we're starting to look into. For example, as you can see on this chart here, growth has been very, very expensive. Value has been very, very cheap. When we talk about value, we talk about those companies like the financials. We talk about industrials. We talk about those boring, boring companies, materials, energy, as you can see on the right-hand side of the chart over here. Those companies, those, those asset classes have done very, very well this year based on the fact that the expectation of interest rates moving higher is evident. So what does that mean for, from a portfolio perspective? Yes, we have started moving some of our portfolios out of growth and into more value. People have seen value over the last five to seven years not do very, very well. Matter of fact, if you were in a value portfolio over the last four or five years, you've probably upset at your financial advisor, which is understandable. But now moving forward, there may be an opportunity there where value can outpace growth moving forward. It's not to say it's going to happen continuously. Historically, that has occurred. But ultimately, with interest rates moving higher in the face of growth, there is some opportunities in the value sector. And I would definitely have conversations with your financial advisor to see how your portfolio is structured moving forward based on the fact that a lot of you probably have a lot of growth in your portfolio, technology stocks and things like that. So it's important to have these conversations to know that, hey, is it time for us to kind of diversify out of growth and into more value at this present time, being that value is relatively cheap. So that's what we're thinking moving forward in regards to portfolio construction. And that's something that we're considering in regards to our portfolio management in the future to get some outsized returns for the clients. Interest rates. Interest rates are very, very important to look at right now. The reason being is because interest rates are really, really low. We've seen the 10-year yield kick up to about 1.6% on the yield there. But look at the gray line here, which is very important. As you can see, as of September 30th, the, the gray line is saying that the real yield, which is basically interest rates minus inflation, is negative 2.46%. We've saw inflation kick up over the last several, several months based on a number of factors that we're about to discuss. But real yields right now are relatively or basically negative, especially with inflation kicking higher. So it's important to know, well, if real yields are negative, where are we going from here? Well, it is said that the quote unquote taper of the next couple of months, which, which when I say taper, I mean that the government is, is not necessarily stopping their, buy, their bond buying program. They're just allowing maturities to fall off their balance sheet. When maturities fall off their balance sheet, what happens? Maturities fall off the balance sheet. They mature. Ultimately, that's money out of the economy. That's, that's less money for things to happen where you guys were spending and things like that. So it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of putting a little uh, a spigot on the market in regards to kind of, kind of closing the spigot off a little bit. But it's been, very, it's, it's been one of those things where they have actually come out and been, and been, very, um, been, been very good at having those conversations with the overall market. The Fed has actually come out and said, this is what we're going to do. And they've been forthright in regards to being, uh, being ahead of that. 
and not just just dumping that on us in regards to not us not knowing that it's going to occur. So it's very important to see exactly where interest rates are headed and where they're going. Interest rates must go higher eventually, especially if our economy is doing very well. If interest rates stay low and our economy does well, we have we risk overheating and inflation going getting out of control, and that's when prices that's, that's what you're seeing right now when prices are, are kind of going uh, haywire in certain sectors. So I want to talk a little bit about about the global uh, COVID va uh, vaccination rates here. This is very important because we've seen a little tick up in China recently in regards to that, right? They've been very good at, at rolling out the vaccine and getting their uh, people vaccinated. However, there's been a little bit of tick up here lately in regards to certain, some provinces there in China. Same thing in France and UK. They've been very good at getting the vaccine administered to their citizens. They have seen uh, tick downs or, or downward spiral, downward spirals on the on that curve in regards to their economy, especially when uh, uh, with in regards to COVID. Uh, being a, a, a detriment to their people. So what's important to know is that the UK is not out of the woods. They've had a couple of scares here recently with di different variants, as well as some of the European countries out there, Japan and Germany as well. And the US is there as well in regards to getting the vaccine rollout. They've done a very good, very good job in, in the messaging to getting that out there. Now, again, it's been politicized to a degree. However, it's very important to see exactly how the vaccine rollouts have gone in these other countries and what that has actually done to the curve in regards to bringing down the mortality rates in those countries due to COVID-19. This is the chart we're going to spend a little bit of time on here because I think it's very important. This deals directly with inflation. So on the left-hand side, we're talking about the time to deliver things to suppliers. You guys are hearing things consistently about, oh, there's bottlenecks at these uh, different ports. There's a bunch of ships out there that, that haven't been able to, uh, to, to release supplies to the market. And uh, President Biden came out recently talking about um, he is, is really trying to incentivize those um, boats to get into the docks 24 hours a day, seven days a week to get the supplies out to everybody so we can reduce the quote unquote inflation that we're seeing. But what you're seeing here is that as you can see, as of August 2021, there's been a very, very slow pace of delivery time in regards to getting those uh, products to the end consumer. What happens when things like this occur? What happens when there's a slower delivery time to the end consumer? Well, prices necessarily rise, right? Prices inevitably rise. So what you're seeing on the right-hand shot here is that Prices have actually gone up. Prices have gone up due to the fact that A, yes, there's slower delivery times. B, people can't get the products to the end consumer. And C, the fact that prices in certain segments of the market, whether it be energy, we're headed into the winter months right now. So heating, heating oil, heating prices, natural gas have actually gone up as well. How will that impact the end consumer? Well, we all know that rising prices, especially if there's a 15, 20, 15 to 20 percent increase in heating prices in, in the winter months, could have a, a negative impact in regards to money going back into the economy. So suppliers, slower delivery time, which causes rising prices, which ultimately does what? 
less spending inside the, in, into the economy. People, when prices go up, people tend to spend less. So when things like that happen, what happens to the overall economy in the United States? Things start to slow down. The beauty about this is that input prices, right? So when we're talking about input prices, which is the purple bar there, input prices are the prices that it costs me, the, 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 the company, produce those goods. The output prices is what I'm, I'm actually getting paid for those prices, for those, for, those, uh, for those goods and services. So if my prices for input are rising faster than my prices for output, what happens to my margins in regards to what I'm producing? Well, my margins get compressed. So if my margins get compressed, what happens to my earnings? My earnings come down. So with inflation and input prices, it's, it will have a negative impact to a lot of the companies in regards to their earnings per share. Their earnings per share will have to come down if they can't put those prices onto the end consumer. In general, what happens is that they ultimately would raise prices on the end product to offset the rising cost of their inputs. If you can't pass those off on the consumer, ultimately your margins compress. So where are we headed? It's important to know where we're headed. It's important to know what's going on and what's going to happen in the overall economy moving forward. But it's also important to know that the United States economy is still on good footing. Low interest rates are still here, are still here in the near term. So that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to just throw out the growth today. It does mean that we may see some, uh, some transitioning into value, but it also means that, hey, if, if the inflation gets too out of control, the interest rates, the Fed, the, 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 the government will ultimately just raise interest rates to combat that negative inflation. So it's important to know that, the, that they have a lot of, of arrows in the quiver to combat inflation, runaway inflation. But if you combat runaway inflation, what's next? Well, that dreaded word, stagflation. Stagflation means we have a little bit tick up in inflation rates and a recession looming. We don't want that, of course. So I just want to give you guys a little bit of insight. As always, I love having these conversations with you. Thank you guys for joining the 980s podcast. Today we were talking about some a little bit about the global supply chain. Talk to you a little bit about something in regards to some things in regards to changing our portfolio construction. Talk to you guys a little bit about also what's going on with interest rates and what's going on with the overall economy. It's always good to have these, these conversations. Feel free to reach us at any time at 90scapitalgroup.com. Go to our website, like I just mentioned. Also, listen to, these, to, listen to our podcast. Go to, go to iTunes or SoundCloud, listen to them there. Or you can go to our YouTube channel to hear a little bit more insight about what we discussed today. Please, as you always know, we're here to do three things. Educate, empower, and engage. So always engage us. Go to our email, 9 at 9 We will definitely answer your questions, comments, or concerns. Thank you guys for joining us. Stay safe. God bless. You.